0: Chapter Seven of Cocoa and Chocolate. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Alison Hester of Athens, Georgia. Cocoa and Chocolate: Their History from Plantation to Consumer by Arthur W. Knapp. Chapter Seven: Byproducts of the Cocoa and the Chocolate Industry cacao butter in that very able compilation allen's organic analysis mr leonard archbutt states in volume 2 page 176 that cacao butter quote is obtained in large quantities as a byproduct in the manufacture of chocolate end quote this is repeated in the excellent book on oils by c a mitchell common commodities of commerce series these statements are of course incorrect we have seen that cacao butter is obtained as a by-product in the manufacture of cocoa and is consumed in large quantities in the manufacture of chocolate when during the war the use of sugar for chocolate making was restricted and little chocolate was produced the cacao butter formerly used in this industry was freed for other purposes thus there was plenty of cacao butter available at a time when other fats were scarce cacao butter has a pleasant bland taste resembling cocoa the cocoa flavor is very persistent as many experimenters found to their regret in their efforts to produce a tasteless cacao butter which could be used as margarine or for general purposes in cooking The scarcity of edible fats during the war forced the confectioners to try cacao butter, which in normal times is too expensive for them to use, and as a result, a very large amount was employed in making biscuits and confectionery. Cacao butter runs hot from the presses as an amber-colored oil, and after nitration, sets to a pale golden-yellow wax-like fat. The butter, which the pharmacist sells, is sometimes white and odorless, having been bleached and deodorized. The butter as produced is always pale yellow in color with a semi-crystalline or granular fracture and an agreeable taste and odor resembling cocoa or chocolate. Cacao butter has such remarkable keeping properties, which would appear to depend on the aromatic substances which it contains, that a myth has arisen that it will keep forever the fable finds many believers even in scientific circles thus w h johnson in the imperial institute handbook on cocoa states that quote, when pure it has the peculiar property of not becoming rancid however long it may be kept End quote. whilst this overstates the case we find that under suitable conditions cacao butter will remain fresh and good for several years cacao butter has rather a low melting point 90 degrees fahrenheit so that whilst it is a hard almost brittle solid at ordinary temperatures it melts readily when in contact with the human body blood heat 98 degrees fahrenheit this property together with its remarkable stability makes it useful for ointments pomades suppositories pessaries and other pharmaceutical preparations it also explains why actors have found it convenient for the removal of grease paint the recognition of the value of cacao butter for cosmetic purposes dates from very early days thus in culminero de Ledesma's curious treaty on the nature and quality of chocolate printed at the green dragon sixteen eighty five, we read quote, that they draw from the cacao a great quantity of butter which they use to make their faces shine which i have seen practiced in the indies by the spanish women born there this evidently was one way of shining in society cacao butter has been put to many other uses thus it has been employed in the preparation of perfumes but the great bulk of the cacao butter produced is used up by the chocolate maker for making chocolate it is ideal and the demand for it for this purpose is so great that substitutes have been found and offered for sale until recently these fats coconut stearin and others could be ignored by the reputable chocolate makers as the confection produced by their use was inferior to true chocolate both in taste and in keeping properties in recent times the oils and fats of tropical nuts and fruits have been thoroughly investigated in the eager search for new fats and new substitutes, such as Ilipe butter, have been introduced, the properties of which closely resemble those of cacao butter. For the information of chemists, we may state that the analytical figures for genuine cacao butter, as obtained in the cocoa factory, are as follow. Analytical figures for cacao butter Specific gravity at 99 degrees Celsius to water, 15.5 degrees Celsius, 0.858 to Melting point, 32 degrees Celsius to 34 degrees Celsius. Tater, fatty acids, 49 degrees Celsius to 50 degrees Celsius. Iodine absorbed, 34% to 38%. Refraction, butyro, refractometer, at 40 degrees Celsius, 45.6 degrees to 46.5 degrees. Saponification value, 192 to 198. Valenta, 94 degrees Celsius to 96 degrees Celsius. Reichert, misilla value, 1.0. Polinski value, 0.5. Kirschner value, 0.5. Shrewsbury and Nap value, 14 to 15. unsaponifiable matter, 0.3% to 0.8%. Mineral matter, 0.02% to 0.05%. Acidity, as oleic acid, 0.6% to 2.0%. Although the trade in cacao butter is considerable, there were, before the war, only two countries that could really be considered as exporters of cacao butter. In other words, there were only two countries, namely Holland and Germany, pressing out more cacao butter in the production of cocoa than they absorbed in making chocolate. Export of cacao butter tons of 1,000 kilograms. Holland Nineteen eleven, four thousand six hundred fifty-seven, nineteen twelve, five thousand four hundred seventy-two, nineteen thirteen, seven thousand one hundred sixty tons Germany nineteen eleven, three thousand six hundred eleven, nineteen twelve, three thousand five hundred eighty-one, nineteen thirteen, one thousand nine hundred sixty tons total 1911 Eight thousand two hundred sixty eight nineteen twelve, nine thousand fifty three, nineteen thirteen, nine thousand one hundred twenty tons. During the war, America appeared for the first time in her history as an exporter of cacao butter. Hitherto, she was one of the principal importers, as will be seen in the following table Imports of cacao butter tons of one thousand kilograms. United States, nineteen twelve, one thousand eight hundred forty two, nineteen thirteen, one thousand six hundred thirty four tons, Switzerland, nineteen twelve, one thousand eight hundred twenty one, nineteen thirteen, one thousand six hundred thirty four tons, Belgium, nineteen twelve, one thousand one hundred twenty seven, nineteen thirteen, one thousand one hundred ninety seven tons, austria-hungary one thousand one hundred ninety tons russia nineteen twelve, nine hundred fifty-five, nineteen thirteen, one thousand one hundred ninety-seven tons england nineteen twelve, four hundred ninety-five, nineteen thirteen, nine hundred thirty-four tons the next table shows the imports, expressed in English tons, into the United Kingdom in more recent years. Imports of cacao butter Year nineteen twelve. Tons four hundred seventy seven. In nineteen thirteen, nine hundred twelve tons. Nineteen fourteen, one thousand five hundred twelve tons. Nineteen fifteen, five hundred ninety nine tons. Nineteen sixteen, 962 tons nineteen seventeen, six hundred seventy-five tons the wholesale price of cacao butter has varied in the last six years from one and three per pound to two and eleven per pound and was fixed in 1918 by the food controller at one and six per pound retail price two shillings per pound the control was removed in 1919 and immediately the wholesale price rose to two and eight per pound cacao shell although i have described cacao butter as a by-product the only true by-product of the combined cocoa and chocolate industry is cacao shell i explained in the previous chapter how it is separated from the roasted bean as they come from the husking or winnowing machine, the larger fragments of shell resemble the shell of monkey nuts, ground nuts, or peanuts, except that the cacao shells are thinner, more brittle, and of a richer brown color. The shell has a pleasant odor in which a little true cocoa aroma can be detected. The small pieces of shell look like bran, and if the shell be powdered, the product is wonderfully like cocoa in appearance though not in taste or smell. As the raw cacao bean contains on the average about 12.5% of shell, it is evident that the world production must be considerable, about 36,000 tons a year. And since it is not legitimately employed in cocoa, the brains of inventors have been busy trying to find a use for it. In some industries, the by-product has proved on investigation to be of greater value than the principal product a good instance of this is glycerine as a by-product in soap manufacture but no use for the husk or shell of cacao which gives it any considerable commercial value has yet been discovered there are signs however that its possible uses are being considered and appreciated for years small quantities of cacao shell under the name of miserables have been used in ireland and other countries for producing a dilute infusion for drinking although this cocoa tea is not unpleasant and has mild stimulating properties it has never been popular and even during the war when it was widely advertised and sold in england under fancy names at fancy prices it never had a large or enthusiastic body of consumers in normal times the cocoa manufacturer has no difficulty in disposing of his shell to cattle food makers and others but during nineteen fifteen when the train service was so defective and transport by any other means almost impossible the manufacturers of cocoa and chocolate were unable to get the shell away from their factories and had large accumulations of it filling up valuable store space in these circumstances they attempted to find a use near at hand It was tried with moderate success as a fuel and a considerable quantity was burned in a special type of gas producer intended for wood cacao shell has a high nitrogenous content and if burned yields about 67 pounds of potassium carbonate per ton in the annual report of the experimental farms in canada 1898 page 151 in 1899 page 851 Accounts are given of the use of cacao shell as manure. The results given are encouraging and experiments were made at Burnville. At first these were only moderately successful because the shell is extremely stable and decomposes in the ground very slowly indeed. Then the head gardener tried hastening the decomposition by placing the shell in a heap, soaking with water and turning several times before use in this way the shell was converted into a decomposing mass before being applied to the ground and gave excellent results both as a manure and a lightener of heavy soils on the continent the small amount of cacao butter which the shell contains is extracted from it by volatile solvents the shell butter so obtained is very inferior to ordinary cacao butter and as usually put on the market has an unpleasant taste, and an odor which reminds one faintly of an old tobacco pipe. In this unrefined condition, it is obviously unsuitable for edible purposes. Shell contains about 1% of theobromine, dimethyl-anxthine. This is a very valuable chemical substance. See remarks in chapter on food value of cocoa and chocolate and the extraction of theobromine from shell is already practiced on a large scale and promises to be a profitable industry. Ordinary commercial samples of shell contain from 1.2 to 1.4 percent of theobromine. Those interested should study the very ingenious process of Monsieurs Grosseau and Vincognier. Many other uses of cacao shell have been made and suggested. Thus, it has been used for the production of a good coffee substitute, and also, during the shortage of sawdust, as a packing material. But its most important use at the present time is as cattle food, and its most important abuse as an adulterant of cocoa. The value of cacao shell as cattle food has been known for a long time, and is indicated in the following analysis by Smitham. In the Journal of Lancashire Agricultural Society, 1914. Analysis of cacao shell. Water, 9.30. Fat, 3.83. Mineral matter, 8.20. Albuminoids, 18.81. Fiber, 13.85. Digestible carbohydrates, 46.01. Total, 100%. From these figures, Smetham calculates the food units as 102 so that it is evident that cacao shell occupies a good position when compared with other fodders. Food Units Linseed Cake, 133 Oatmeal, 117 Bran, 109 English Wheat, 106 Cacao Shells, 102 Maize, new crop ninety nine meadow hay sixty eight rice husks forty three wheat straw forty one mangles twelve these analytical results have been supported by practical feeding experiments in America and Germany. See full account in zipperer's book the manufacture of chocolate Professor Faeli and Turin. Obtained, by giving cacao shell to cows, an increase in both the quantity and quality of the milk. More recent experience seems to indicate that it is unwise to put a very high percentage of cacao shell in the cattle food. In small quantities, in compound feeding cakes, etc. As an appetizer, it has been used for years with good results. Footnote Further particulars will be found in Cacao Shells as Fodder by A.W. Knapp, Tropical Life, 1916, page 154, and in The Separation and Uses of Cacao Shell, Society of Chemical Industries Journal, 1918, to page 240, end of footnote. The price of shell has shown great variation. The following figures are for the grade of shell, which is almost entirely free from cocoa. Cacao Shell Average price per ton. Year nineteen twelve. Price sixty five shillings. Nineteen thirteen seventy shillings. Nineteen fourteen seventy shillings. Nineteen fifteen seventy shillings. Nineteen sixteen ninety shillings. Nineteen seventeen one hundred twenty eight shillings. Nineteen eighteen two hundred eighty four shillings. Nineteen nineteen one hundred sixty one shillings price per food unit July 1915 English oats three shillings one and one-half pence January 1919 English oats three shillings eight pence cotton seed cake July 1915 two shillings five pence January 1919 Three shillings eleven pence. Linseed cake, july nineteen fifteen, one shilling seven pence. January nineteen nineteen, three shillings five pence. Brewers grains, dried, july nineteen fifteen, one shilling six and one half pence. January nineteen nineteen, three shillings eight and one half pence. Decarticated cotton cake. July nineteen fifteen one shilling six pence. January nineteen nineteen three shillings three and a half pence. Cacao shell. July nineteen fifteen eight and one fourth pence. January nineteen nineteen one shilling four and one half pence. The above table speaks for itself. The figures are from the Journal of the Board of Agriculture. I have added cacao shell for comparison. End of chapter 7